Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another magical episode of E-Ticket to Broadway, the only podcast where you can learn which of your favorite Broadway stars have experienced Rise of the Resistance. This podcast is all about spreading some joy and magic to you, the listeners. If you're enjoying E-Ticket, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts and head on over to the Instagram page to connect with your fellow Disney and Broadway fans. This episode is the 17th episode and there are many more to come. The Broadway community is full of Disney Parks enthusiasts who are all excited to share their stories and love with all of you. A reminder that if you sign up to become a supporter on Patreon, you're not only helping yours truly create more content, you're giving a donation to Gilana's Fund. Gilana's Fund was created in 2007, shortly after my oldest sister Gilana passed away, and this fund honors her legacy by helping organizations across the country whose missions align with those of Gilana's Fund, specifically inclusion, justice, and acceptance. There are many different levels of giving and fund perks at each level. Check out our website, www.eticketpodcast.com, to learn more. On this episode, I have the honor to chat with a Drama Desk nominee who famously starred as Queenie in Andrew Lippa's Wild Party at the Manhattan Theatre Club, and in addition to many awesome television credits, has starred on Broadway in Wicked and Lennon. Please welcome the one and only Julia Murney. Hello, Julia Murney. It is so cool to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining and sharing how much you love Disney Parks. I am so very happy to be here. It's very exciting. Um, Julia, you're one of the first people I met when I moved to New York, and I don't understand why we've never talked about our love of Disney Parks together. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like you mentioned that when in the ask, and I was like, huh, I don't... I don't know. You know what? Because we have found so many things to discuss. That's why. (laughs) But what was weird was we were both wearing mouse ears and it never (laughs) came up. (laughs) Because it just seemed natural. It did. I was like, it's totally cool. She's wearing mouse ears. Don't mention anything. Play it cool, David. (laughs) Don't don't geek out. (laughs) Don't geek out. Um, So Julia, you're from Pennsylvania, right? I'm actually, I was born in Pennsylvania. You were born in Pennsylvania. And then when I, uh, we, do you want the whole thing? And then when I was um, like just past one or maybe one, we moved to Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. My dad was with Actors Theater in Louisville, Kentucky. And then when I was like four and a half, we moved to New York City where I've lived the rest of my life. So does that mean that you grew up like a Disney World visitor because um, you were East Coast? Well, here's what's interesting is that when I was eight, so for fourth and fifth grade, uh, we moved to LA oh. because my dad got a TV series. So we my, my dad was an actor. And so we, we went out to Los Angeles and in LA, I was sort of a prime age. My sister was a wee baby, but um, it was one of those things where my mom sometimes just to fill the time, we would drive down to Anaheim. 
and go. So I've, I had both. And my grandmother, when I was growing up, would spend her winters in this sort of like seniors home in Florida. So often we'd get a Disney trip out of that. We d- we went as a family to World a couple times, stayed in the contemporary and stayed in the Polynesian, uh, old school, kicking it old school. And I've been there since then, but that's when I went with my family. But um, and there's actually a, a story that uh, has gone down in my family with Disneyland, in that one of the times that I went, that my mom brought me and like some of my friends, and it was pretty decent. Like you could just let us run in the park. We knew where we were going. And my mom essentially just parked herself like in front of the carousel and would ride my sister on it from time to time. And the first time she went on it, my sister, who was you know, a toddler and just learning how to speak, they, they got off and she started pointing at it and she kept going, more horse, more horse. And she wanted to get back on the horses, more horse. And she ended up riding horses for a while when she was older and more horse. Anytime I'm at either of the parks, I take a picture of me in front of the carousel and send it to her. I love that. So you grew up kind of going to both parks. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Did you understand as a kid the differences or you just kind of embrace oh, the yes, magic? Because, well, only I, the differences were only in play in that with details like um, it's a small world, for example very um very uh, sort of grand and all the the carved out topiary shrubbery in, at Disneyland in Anaheim and then i i do remember when i was old enough to notice the difference being at Disney World and going wait what is that exterior that is, <laughs> that is the pits what is going on because the one in Disneyland is so it's so glorious. beautiful yeah um, and I am that person where I'm, I don't get to the parks that often. So yeah, I'll go on small world. Oh yeah. Most, I love small most world. definitely most. And for the first time, um, a year ago I was at Disneyland. Um, and, uh, it was all still up for Christmas and it's so sweet at Christmas cause they trick it all out inside. It is. Would it kill them to put a menorah? Oh, I'm Just sorry. Saying, I know. forget. That was, oh, that's on me. That's on me. It is, me. I was it is beautiful. Not and right it, of me. It is. You know, I, I used to grow. Really? Um, is there really no menorah or any? I haven't seen it. There's definitely a menorah oh. on Main Street somewhere that I haven't seen during the holidays. <laughs> like the hidden Mickey's. Yeah, exactly. It's the hidden menorah. <laughs> <laughs> because I would, you know, in December go to the parks and. I love Disneyland. I mean, clearly I made this podcast, but I miss the Disneyland without decoration, just as is. And I remember when I started to be able to go as an adult, not based on like the school year, I was like, I love Small World as is and Haunted Mansion as is, even though those overlays are beautiful. definitely always like a a kind of dream of mine to go to the parks with as an adult with no children yeah and have like just the adult I mean I think obviously the experience with a child is the reason for the season and all of that stuff but um uh I've now gone several times with just adult friends and um uh, some of us went down to Disney World um 
and it was they they sort of overlap. It was during the food and wine festival that happens at Epcot, which was super fun. Um, and the reason that we went during that is because at the American Pavilion at Epcot during food and wine festival, they have a what do they call it? Eat to the beat. That's what they call it. And it's all basically 80s bands. I mean, we try to plan our vacation because because food and wine goes, it's like a month or something. It's pretty long. I'm not sure. I'm sure whoever's listening to this and really knows their Disney, they're like, it's seven weeks. Yeah, I'm they're like, sorry. screaming it right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but we saw, um, we saw Shaka Khan. We saw Billy Ocean. And uh, so at the same time, it was overlapping in Magic Kingdom with um, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which was so cute. And for those of you who don't know, so Food and Wine Festival is that all the countries at Epcot each have a kiosk and they're selling sort of bite-sized tapas type foods along with drink pairings, if you want to do that. Um and you just keep eating because they're all little. And of course, all you're doing is going bloop, bloop with your wristband. So you're like, it's free. I'm not paying. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And um, and then Mickey's Not So Scary is a special ticket at night. You have you, you, like if you're in the park during the day, if you haven't paid for Mickey's Not So Scary, they I don't know how they do it, but they like usher everyone out. And only the ticket holders for Not So Scary get to be in at night. And many, many people are dressed in their Halloween costumes and there are trick or treat stations all over. And you've never seen adults lose their mind for free candy like at Mickey's Not So Scary because you've got a bag and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll take some. And (laughs) that time when we went down, a girlfriend of mine was working for, um, I have forgotten his name. Uh, He was a very high up gentleman at at the disney world and um so she had been there you know a lot and in her apartment where we were staying she's like please don't judge all the candy because she had already <laughs> been to the <laughs> yeah did um, you dress up i didn't uh is that a lie no it's not a lie no we didn't dress up i think i just didn't have anything with me yeah i mean ears it also depends on like uh, when I went lot, when I went a year ago, so January of 2019, uh, to Disneyland, to Anaheim, I went with, uh, my friend Keala Settle, who I believe you have, how does she is a too. guest on this, ep- on this podcast. Indeed. She is a guest. And she, uh, she was so funny because I was in LA like the week of my birthday and we had a plan on this one day and she had actually proposed Disney because Kiala will propose Disney for breakfast. You know, she is, she is a tried and true and I love her for it. I love her for several things, but that's one of them. And um, I was feeling like, Oh, the trip is kind of tight. I had been to Disney somewhat recently prior to that. And I was like, I'm okay if I don't go to Disney. It's fine. And, and, and you know, that's a day. That's like a committed day if you do it the way I like to do it, which yeah, is really, you know, go in. And um, and it's different if you live in California and you have an annual pass. I know people who just like jump on in yeah, and ride a space afternoon. mountain and then, yeah. yeah. But when you're, you know, so uh, we spoke that morning 
and we were trying to figure out where we're going to go to lunch or whatever. I was like, we can go to dinner. We can go to lunch. We can do whatever you want to do. And she was like, good, because I really want to eat at, oh shoot, I'm going to get the name of it wrong now. Is it called Cathay Circle? Carthay Circle. Carthay like Circle. Cal- yeah. And, and I was like, okay, I don't, where is that? She was like, yeah, that's where we're going. I was like, okay, where, where, where is that? I don't, I don't know where that. She's like, it's in California Adventure. And it's yeah. at Disneyland? She was like, yes. So we went and she's, you know, a wildly generous human heart. And like we walked into the park and she was like, go to the town hall right now. Go to the town hall and get your pin. Yeah, like duh. your big, your big giant. And then she, we marched right into the first store on Main Street. And she's like, get your, get your ears. You have to get ears. Like it was, it was a, it was a whole thing. Is that the first time you've celebrated your birthday at the parks? Um, yeah, I've now celebrated my birthday there two years in a row at the two different parks, which was just complete coincidence because this year, um, in the late January into February realm uh, on at Disney World, Epcot does um, uh, this thing called Festival of the Arts. Mm-hmm. And they bring down a lot of the Broadway folk who've done Disney Broadway. And they pair them up and they do all these shows for several weeks on end with the pairs constantly switching up. And um, I actually had several friends who were um, part of it. And very kindly were like, come on down, because part of the deal is that they get very lovely treatment by the parks and very nice passes. And then a few days of the like ultra, ultra, like what Justin Bieber gets. (laughs) And so I, on my birthday this year, at the through the kindness and generosity of my friend Heidi Blakenstaff, got to experience the ultra ultra. Um, I mean, where a car comes and picks you up, and you just you can say whatever you want. Like you could be a total annoying person and be like, <laughs> "I'd like to start on Expedition Everest, and then I'd like to move to the Haunted Mansion." Like you could pick different parks, and like, but they'll drive you wherever you want to go. And there's like the the mo- we had a guy, the loveliest man. He was so wonderful, and he was our guide. And that plaid yeah, vest, and oh, the plaid vest is everything. And um, and we um, like you get to particular parks, and you're in like a backstage parking lot, and it's so straight. The one thing that's really weird about it is that you know a part of Disney genius is the ambiance of the rides mm-hmm. and how they. Uh, fill your time while you're waiting in line, you know, yeah. with sort of like aromas and and things to see and things that are, I love that immersive kind of stuff. And we skipped all that because we didn't have to wait in any <laughs> yeah, lines, right. which is just, it was very difficult because we would be like shuttled in some back door. And then all of a sudden we're like, yeah. Secret back door, secret back door, and we're standing there. And they're expecting us because they text ahead. So the person running the line's like, hi, five of you, yes. And we're like, uh-huh. Boom. And we were all like, we could not look anyone in the eye in the line. I know, I know. It was just <laughs> such guilt-ridden, uh, massive amounts of guilt. Um, our our guide was so amazing, and he brought me like this special for my birthday, this special VIP pin that you can only get if you're on the – and. I'm a little bit ruined now 
I don't know how I'm ever supposed to attend these parks in any other manner. Yeah. Now that you've had that experience. Yeah. It was real cute. Julia, you mentioned going uh, to Disney World with Heidi, and there's this amazing photo of you two with lightsabers and Star Wars mouse ears, just living your best life. I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, she and I are both. I mean, we're we're right in the in the demographic, squarely in the demographic of like OG fans of Star Wars. I definitely was you know, stood online outside the movie theater to see that movie originally, and. Um, so that one was a real thrill because I had not been to any of the, um, the Galaxy's Star Wars, Edge. Galaxy's Edge thing. I, I feel like I can't be the only person who calls it Star Wars land. No, you're not. You're definitely but, not. Um, yes, I, I do know that. And, and to a very Disney degree, what was really cool was, so we went twice during my stay there. And one was, at, first time was at night and the second time was in the day. And I really recommend both if you can. Be- just because obviously it's like I-, I had heard that Avatar is really gorgeous at night and I only hit Avatar in the day. Um, but it's a very Disney thing. It's aesthetically pleasing in different manners in both, you know, times of day. Um, but we were there that night and it wasn't it wasn't super crowded, which was great. And I watched like everybody working in Galaxy's Edge all the way through to the lady at the cash register I, who I was going to order some food from. And she's like, hello, traveler. What can we do for you? Like, you know, it's all, and, and as I was leaving, I said, oh, thank you. She goes, may the force be with you. And I went, and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> because it was an automatic church reply. Um, <laughs> but when we were there in the evening, I'll send you this picture. There was a woman, there was a Ray, a, a, a cast member. And Ray was sort of trying to avoid some stormtroopers who were walking around. Naturally. And and then I kind of lost sight of her. I wasn't following the I, I think the um the presentations that occur happen more in the daytime. Uh and I at one point we were walking around, we had ridden on the Millennium Falcon, which completely blew my mind. Um, and we were about to go in and eat. And I turned around and I was like, I'll be right back. And I saw the Ray and a little boy had gone over to her and she knelt down and the two of them had like this private moment that I fully took pictures of. That seems wrong, but there it is. Um, where she, I couldn't entirely hear what she was saying, but like she put her hand over her, her heart and he did it. And she clearly was asking him to say some sort of a, like a Jedi oath uh, about whatever goodness and you know, fighting the resistance or whatever, wherever it was not fighting the resistance, fighting for the fighting, the good fight. And, um, and it was the sweetest thing. And she just, I, I was like, Oh man, they hire good people at these parks. Yeah, I mean, She was just so good. She was so that kid's never going to forget that. No. I'm never going to forget it. And I had nothing to do with it. I was just completely peeping Tom and taking pictures where I was not invited. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was very cool. And, um, and again, that attention to detail that they, um, that Disney inaugurated with all of 
their parks, but starting Anaheim. Uh, but even like this time around, when I was just there on one of our days, not our like super fancy day, um, we went on rides. Like we took Mark Twain's steamboat. Yeah, of course. Like, you know what? Let's go on the steamboat. I haven't been on the steamboat since I was a kid. Let's do the steamboat. And it was just, um, it is amazing to me though. Uh, I think it's Peter Pan always has a massive line. Yes. I think that's the one that's like, I mean, most of the rides. in No, the Peter Pan ride is the line is so long. You can fly, you can fly, you can fly. I didn't say I didn't, there's no tune there. So we we don't have to get sued. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Disney songs, Julia, I could listen to you sing forever and ever. Have you ever considered doing an album of Disney songs? No, but now that you say, well, to me, the ultimate, I, I, not that I know the whole oeuvre, but to me, the ultimate album of Disney songs is Barbara Cook. Oh. Oh. Julia, I don't think I've heard this. Baby, let me tell you something. She does a baby mine that is going to put you on your knees. She also does, um, uh, uh, when I see an elephant fly, and she's singing all the parts, like all the three. And I, I I must have had that album, not as a baby, but as a younger person. I don't know why that album made its way into our home, but it did. Gosh, now that you're saying that, now I want to do that. You should. That's so interesting. But I feel like I would just be stealing all of Barbara. Can it be like a Barbara Cook tribute album of all Disney songs to her Disney, a tribute to her Disney That sounds album? very specific and I'm there that's, for it. That's super niche. It's super niche. <laughs> Julia, you have an adorable dog named Pepper. Yes. <gasps> She's a good girl. I do. What do you think she would like the most at the parks? Hmm. Well, the crowds would not do well with her unless the crowds were deciding to pay attention to her. Sure. If there was sort of like a turnabout where they were like, oh, hi. Yeah. Like, like sort of like a character breakfast. If she was, <laughs> you know, like, or at the signature line. Yes. If she was the one they were coming to see, she'd be down with that. Definitely. That's a great, would, would she be a friend of a character? Would she be dressed up? I don't, I think, she, I think she would just be Pepper. Yeah. But, uh, but there would be a lot of requests for like Pluto and Pepper together. Oh, of course. That kind of stuff. Definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I wonder if she would enjoy like one of the quieter, like, like Soren. At, sure. at Epcot or um, uh, or maybe Small World. There's not a lot say, of yeah. Maybe that. take a nap yeah. or just yeah, yeah. enjoy she, the she water. Likes a, she, she likes a yeah. She's she's not one for dressing up. When Fair. she was a puppy, I tried and I was basically denied. Yeah. And very quickly, I was like, if she's telling Mama no, just listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end of the dressing up. Oh, silly. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, with this reminder. It's time for Fast Pass Answers. 
Okay, Julia, here comes fast pass answers. I'm so nervous. Okay. 30 seconds on the clock after yes. I ask the first question. Whatever you say is going to be right. Oh, no. Okay. And then afterwards, we'll have a follow-up. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Julia Murney, who yes. is your favorite Star Wars character? Princess Leia. Favorite Disney movie? Ooh, The Rescuers. Name a song from Lippa's Wild Party. Maybe I like it this way. <laughs> Favorite snack in the parks? Dole Whip. Name a Disney animal that speaks. Uh, g- g- all of them? Goofy. Favorite Broadway musical? Dreamgirls. Favorite Disney princess? Uh, uh, ja- oh. You can answer. You can answer. Well, I was going to say it's tricky, cause, but I was going to say Jasmine from the movie because she's voiced by my friend Linda. <laughs> That's a solid answer. My favorite is it is a Broadway Disney overlap. So I did have to throw that Lippa's Wild Party question at oh my you, God. even though it completely is like another side of your brain, perhaps. And I It is another side. I mean, it did star a future Disney c- queen. Yes. With co-star, not me, but you know. Not yet. I do think at some point, Julia Murney will voice a Disney character. I I mean, I I would imagine anyone who comes on this podcast would say the same thing. But what I I would be out of my mind to get to voice a Disney character. It would be so thrilling. And it doesn't have to be a musical. But I realize that the majority of the musicals probably go to any of the big Hollywood stars who maybe don't sing. But because now One they day. generally cast people who can sing and speak the words as I opposed to that. like Linda, my friend Linda, who was Jasmine, yeah. so is cool. voiced by Leia Salonga, but Correct. Linda Larkin. Is the, yeah. Yeah. So they don't really do that as much anymore. Now they they're like, oh, singers can talk. How interesting. <laughs> um, the Rescuers. <laughs> you know what? I really loved The Rescuers when it came out and there is, and I was trying to find this picture for you and I I can like see it in my mind's eye, but I have no idea where it is. I have a photograph of me at Disneyland. I'm thinking it's Disneyland about, but because of my age and I'm with, I want to say the character's name was Bianca. Yes, Bianca. Yes. It's me and Bianca. Because I, I do remember also because like the ages that I was going to Disneyland when I was in living in California um, were the ages where I wasn't so little that my parents were like putting me in front of some giant character and it was freaking me out, which I've seen (laughs) happen with some kids. Um, You're a little bit like, okay, your child is is panicking. Um, But they were sort of like the ripe years for, I I remember being in line for um, uh, Space Mountain and from afar, I saw what I now recognize as Snow White walking to the backstage door, like to, to get out of the park. And I was so flipped out, but that was also before they had figured out to do, when I was a kid, they didn't have, um, the, the characters just roamed the park. Yes. Yeah. There was no, we go to this spot at two o'clock and that's where Cinderella will be. You know, it Mm -hmm. was just, if you saw Cinderella or you saw Bianca or whoever it was, there they were. And you can bet that I squiggled my way right out of that line. And this is Space Mountain. So you're in line. (laughs) And I think my mother, it must have been my dad because I don't, maybe I was just with my friends. Maybe that because, yeah. 
I think I was just with my friends and I, I abandoned them. I was like, bye. Yeah. And of course I stopped poor Snow White before she was about to go on break. So she was like, girl, I am hungry. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know, I've never, but um, yeah, but so rescuers has a, a sort of underdoggy place in my heart. But the, the trick of it is when you, when you're asked a question like that, then many others, you know, start rolling out. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Lady and the Tramp is another one that I sure. really, really love. Yeah. I um, think we love different Disney movies for different reasons. What are yours? Well, I love Snow White because I like Dopey, but but I love Hercules. I love Peter Pan. Um, mm-hmm. And then even, you know, I'll, every once in a while I'll be like, I haven't seen Sleeping Beauty in like 15 years and I'll watch that. For me, it's always tied to, is there an overlap with Disneyland? So people always call me like, you're a big Disney fan. It's like, I'm a Disneyland fan. Hmm. So like Lion King doesn't have a place in the park. I mean, they kind of do now. Right. But Pinocchio does. You know, so and to it that depends. end, right, I will say, please don't send hate mail. Like, I, there are several things I've not seen. Yeah, sure. Like, Pixar wise, I've, I've never seen Cars, for example. But that Cars ride at California Adventure is an e-ticket A plus situation. It is an e-ticket, a hundred percent. It's so and good. Those kids who don't know about e-tickets, you are missing out. Remember getting the booklet? That was before all, my time, but yeah. Oh my gosh, I, it was so. Well, also because if you were young enough, you were being given the responsibility of the booklet you better not lose the booklet it's actual money yeah you know it is it is you have physically paid money for this booklet and e-tickets were always the biggie they were at the time like what haunted mansion pirates of the caribbean matterhorn space mountain somebody is screaming out whatever the other ones were but those were the biggies and but the kids the kiddie rides were C, basically. Like Jungle Cruise was B. And um, but E was the one. Why not A? I don't know. Yes, that's interesting. I don't, I don't know. I, I've never thought of that until just this second. Yeah. Interesting. But you because you would, I think, I feel like the C's were maybe a a light blue or light green color. And that was what you always had the most of left. <laughs> at the end you're like what are, you could like it's not like you could add them up and make an e right? yeah like, but definitely just, the e-tickets were this shade of green that is the color of this podcast advertising and and it's not the most attractive green or but. maybe yeah maybe maybe the other ones were like a gold i thought because i remember e's being like a yellow or a gold but i may i may be misremembering it was a bit of a time that was ago. time ago how dare you? Um, but that Cars ride at California Adventure is fantastic. The moment that you turn the corner in the beginning to see the waterfall, it's timed so perfectly with the music. It's it's perfect. And that ride is one of those rides that's really great at night. Sure. It's so pretty. It's so aesthetically pleasing. And it's sort of two rides in one. Uh, yeah, for there sure. Was one- it's a dark ride into a roller coaster. Yes. There was one at Disney World that was very much like that this past time that I had not been on. Uh Maybe it was in like test track Hollywood studio. Yeah. Maybe it was test track. It maybe that's be. exactly what it was like the sort of similar. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's absolutely, I have to say, and this is a sad, 
sad statement. Um, I think my time on the space mountain might be over. Okay. I have discovered I'm not very good at being jerked around Mm -hmm. in real life or on a ride. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I did not do space mountain this last trip. There's a time when sometimes like a a tower of terror. I remember when I was like, you know what? Those screams aren't fun screams anymore. I'm actually my anxiety. (laughs) I'm screaming for real. And here's what's interesting. I had never been on tower of terror until this past trip to Disney world because again, we weren't waiting in line and I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And what I liked about it is, and I don't know if they're different because that's the only time I've ever been on it. I don't know if they're different California to well, No, it's Florida. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a, it's a, um, a Marvel oh, overlay, but it's the same it. ride mechanics. Well, what I liked about it was that you go up, up, up or whatever, however you're moving, who, whoever really knows. Yeah, who knows. But then I thought the whole thing was just, you're going to go up, 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 and then you're going to drop. But we went up, 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 and then you went in and you moved about a little bit. And there was like a bit of story, Mm -hmm. if you will. And that I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm good with this. Any kind of storytelling does, does me wonders. Now let's hear from some of you. Uh Julie, we put it out on social media questions for you, and we got some really fun responses. At Forking Supreme asks, what is your dream job in the parks? Ooh, probably um, I would say either a VIP tour guide because I had that and I... And he was so wonderful at his job and made our day so brilliant and it gives him great joy. And I assume all, all of them, you know, great joy to get to do that. I mean, I'm sure there are people you have to deal with who are not as cool and fun as we were. <laughs> but I would say either that or honestly, and probably anyone who's done this would be like, no, you don't. But I never played a character in a park. And to, to be one of the ones like where the kids eyes bug out. Might be really, I mean, maybe it would get old fast. I don't know, (laughs) but yeah, probably a VIP tour guide. Yeah. At Dance Masta asks, what are her, that's you, favorite places to eat in the park? Well, already the aforementioned Dole Whip stop, of of which there is one over by Adventureland. Yep. And then in, uh, in Orlando, there's like a sort of a secret Santa one over in um, Animal Kingdom. If you know it's there, it's useful. Um, oh, and actually, this past time, uh, when I was there, there's a, I mean, it's essentially a cafeteria because they're all kind of run that way. But there's a food place next to Avatar that does these delicious bowls, like a rice bowl. And uh, they were very good. And we also had dinner for my birthday at the steakhouse in Canada at Epcot. Oh, cool. And you walk in and it's not really much to look at. You're sort of like, oh, I'm in a, okay. But the food was delicious. Yeah. So. So good options there. And that Carthay Circle was actually very delicious when we went there um, in California Venture too. There's so much good food at Disney. Yeah, but I mean, generally, if I'm just walking around Disney, I'm looking for a chicken finger. Yes. 
Mm. Give me, I want an e-ticket chicken finger like that. The, <laughs> the, the one that's right in Tomorrowland, that food area. In California? It, uh, yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Right by you the know, Tomorrowland like, Terrace. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just, I can, I, I have a real vision of me sitting there eating a chicken finger. Yep. I might have, you know, when I worked on the Autopia, thank you very much. That was yes. right by there. So you might've, you know, if you were ever there in 2005. It, it's possible. It's all possible. Very pale redhead working outside in the summer heat. And if I'd seen you, I'd been like, do you have SPF on? <laughs> yes. Are you, are, you're going to burn, sweetie pie. A lot of, <laughs> what's, what's great is I had the kind of the evening shifts, which started at 2.30. So I was mainly okay. But if I Why do you to, think you had the evening shifts, David? Because I was Look a young you. one. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to burn up like a crispy yeah, crisp. Totally. But when I worked the parade shifts, I would start at like 11.30 and then I would burn. It was, oh, it was worth it. It was so worth it. <laughs> Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. Julia, here comes Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options and just let me know which one you prefer. It's like choosing your favorites. So the the first one, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Star Tours or Smuggler's Run? Smuggler's Run. Epcot or Animal Kingdom? Uh, Epcot. Wow. Uh, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, the teacups or Dumbo the Flying Elephant? Neither. I cannot go around and around. Mommy can't go round and round. That's the end of that story. (laughs) So there you chose Queen of Hearts. (laughs) Exactly. Little Mermaid. (laughs) Thank you and good night. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The final Tweedledee or Tweedledum, when you wish upon a star or a dream is a wish your heart makes? Oh, when you wish upon a star. Good choice for Disney parks. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting thinking about all these Disney parks. I don't know if if this happens to you. Like if I said to you, describe an aroma at Disney. Oh yeah. I'm ready for this. What would you say? Pirates of the Caribbean water, Star Tours (laughs) elevator. That's mine. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that water. It's that water and it's those people who are eating and you're like, why are you in the fancy restaurant? (gasps) Who are you? Yes. Yes. And it is that, oh, that smell is so, that's so funny you said that. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like when you're in New York City and you smell something and you're like, what the hell? That's pirates. It is. And if nobody understands what that means, I'm not sure if you should be friends with them. No, I know. But like the Star Tours um, smell happens in a lot of elevators. Like I smell that a lot. Well, there's also a smell of like the carpet it, that, that that like you enter um, certain uh, rides on, uh-huh. just like that kind of very flat carpet. I yeah. can't quite, I don't know exactly what the aroma is, but yeah. I mean, because there's the aroma of Main Street yeah. and all that. But, but that's like pumped out smells. Like that's like exact, it is. It but is. I don't think they're pumping out that chlorine smell that we both love so much. No, that's just keeping that water clean because you know it's going in your mouth. <laughs> so just saying. <laughs> Julia, what's the first thing you're going to do the next time you go to a Disney park? Hmm. Well, I the one thing I did not get to do my last trip uh, was go on the not Smuggler's Run, but the other. Rise of the Resistance. Thank you. Rise of the Resistance. Um, because it was so brand new that the the um, ordeal one had to go through to get on that ride. I found that I was not, I was like, I'm only here for three days. 
I'm not getting up at five in the morning. This is madness. So I would, I would like to do rise of the resistance. Um, but I will say like, I have such a pull toward, and I don't even necessarily would have to pick one, but I just love going on the rides in fantasy land. I love those little kid rides. They make me as simple as pie and I, and they make me happy and they make me happy for whoever I'm there with that. I'm, I get to just be with, I mean, I've never gone to any of the Disney parks with people I didn't like, you know, you go with people you want to spend a day with and, and, and especially now as an adult, I mean, I'm, it's very conscious. I'm, I am not like, I guess I'll go with you. You know, I, you're choosing. Yeah. I mean, I had a moment once I was, um, uh, I was working way, way, way overseas and, um, I was on my way back and I had been in um, Australia and then had a very long layover in Fiji. It's very fancy. Um, And then ended up back in Los Angeles. And the day after I came back, a bunch of my friends were going to Disneyland. And I had said to them, I'm going to have to be a wait and see because I will not know what time it is. I think I'm going to be a hot, hot mess. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, I guess I feel okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll just see. And as the hours went on, I mean, they were already there, but as the hours went on, I was like, I'm missing it. I'm missing it. People I love are at Disney and I could possibly, I go and I text them. I was like, I am on my way. And they're like, we will tell you where we are. And and I just went and met them because it was part of it's, I've been to Disney plenty of times. It's not that I necessarily need to experience that again, Uh, but it was, oh, people I've never been there with are there now. And I want to experience it with them. Yeah. Over and over and over again. It, there's definitely a, whenever I bring someone there, it's, it's like, I don't care, you know, if there's a certain ride you don't want to go on, but you have to believe in the magic for the day. And I don't want you telling me that this is stupid. Oh, it's never happened. Absolutely. I, I, I have, I had one friend who, this has a good ending. Um, he was a little against, uh, I think it was the little mermaid ride. He was just like, nah, I never really enjoyed that. I don't, I don't really, I said, well, I've never been on it. So he's like, okay, I'll go on it with, with you. You got, we'll all go. So we go and we walked off that ride and he went, I misjudged that ride. I misjudged it. And I was like, oh, wonderful. <laughs> and there's a secret Mickey on the way out. Tell us. That's very hard to find. Okay. Like it's, it's, um, in the rock formation, we actually had to go and find out where it was and come back to find it. Cause we try, like you have to stand in a certain spot. This is Disney world. Oh, okay. Um, wait, am I lying? No, I believe it's Disney world. Um, and you have to stand in a certain formation. And if you look right, like the rocks sort of at, the perspective of the rocks as they pile up behind one another become yeah. a Mickey, oh, cool. but it's real specific. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only time I've ever, yeah. Anyone who's, who's poo pooing that that's not what Disney's about. No, it's about fully open heart and fully open wallet. <laughs> and everyone listening to this podcast is nodding their head. Yeah. Like, great. Well, Julia, thank you so much for sharing your memories, your love of the parks. This thank was so you. fun. This was so fun. Wouldn't it be fun if you could gather 
all of the guests that you have on the podcast and we all go to the park together? I think it's not only going to happen, but we're going to do a parade. Are you kidding me? That would be amazing. We'll take a big group photo. It'll be great. And maybe Mickey Mouse can join us. It'll be so magical. Oh my God. And I'll see Snow White trying to go on our break and I'll be like, Snow White! Perfect. And she'll hate me because I'll be a grown up and she'll <laughs> be a little distressed by me. <laughs> well, Julia, thank you so much. And we'll see you at the parks. Thank you. Yay! real soon on the next episode. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.